Blog Talk Radio. guys and it's Brandon welcome back to Brandon's Buzz I know it's been a few weeks since we've all been together here and and uh, I appreciate you all coming back it's February 4th it's my first show like I said in a, in a few weeks and it's I've been ch- uh, uh, chomping at the bit ready to go it's 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 really exciting and I have a great guest tonight uh, a few notes I'm having problems with the chat room right now uh, blog talk radio keeps telling me that that the chat feature is currently unavailable so I'm going to keep trying it throughout the show but for now, we're going to be doing this in a bit of a vacuum. So just kind of hang in there with me, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chat room running by the time we, we get very far into the show, hopefully. So cross your fingers for that. Uh, quick programming note, tomorrow night, same time, same place, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, I have an interview with Mayim Bialik, uh, the star of Blossom. She was in Beaches, good Lord, 20 years ago. Uh, Blossom was just released on DVD last week, the first two seasons and she's coming on to talk about that and talk about her life uh, after the show, her life away from the camera. She's got a great story to tell, and I'm really excited about that. So that's tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Eastern. Monday night, I have an interview with former Santa Barbara and All My Children star Michael Brainerd. Uh, he's a published playwright now, and he's an, he's an actor. He's done much, a lot of theater. He's done some television. And we're going to chat about the good old days on Santa Barbara and all my children and what he's up to now. And I'm very much looking forward to that. And I have a full slate next week also. So um, you can come to my blog, brandonsbuzz.com, or you can come to the show's website, blogtalkradio.com slash brandonsbuzz, and you can get all the information on our upcoming guests and, you know, what's going on with the show, what's coming up, what you're listening to. You can download old shows. You can also download shows from the iTunes Music Store, which I'm very excited about. You know, I'm on iTunes. It's so exciting. Uh, all you got to do is type Brandon's Buzz in the search box, and my podcast will pop up, and you can download any and all shows. You can subscribe. It's, it's great fun being a part of iTunes. Uh, so it's very exciting. So there's, there's no excuse for not being able to hear this. You can listen live, and you can download after the fact. So please come on by, download, rate the shows, send me suggestions, send me emails, tell me what you think, tell me what I need to do better, let me know what you think. Uh, feedback is super important in something like this. And uh, I'm thrilled you guys are along for the ride. I have a terrific guest uh, with me tonight. And, you know, when she came back to us late last year, even though it had been 10 years since we last saw her regularly, it was as though she had never gone away. She was still gorgeous. She was still strong. And the camera still adored her. Her new part, that of Rebecca Fowler on All My Children, is markedly different from her most famous one, that of Cassie Callison. Carpenter Buchanan on One Life to Live, but she sold the material with unspeakable gusto, and just as she had on One Life all those years ago with the sterling likes of of, uh, Robin Strasser and Bob Woods and Robert Krimmer, she more than held her own against fierce soap heavyweights Darnell Williams and Debbie Morgan. Sadly, her triumphant run on All My Children is coming to an end, a tragic, and if I may say so myself, too early end this week, and she's graciously, try that again, graciously, dropped by the buzz this evening to not only discuss her magnificent daytime career, 
but to tip us off as to what the future may hold for her. What a great thrill to welcome to Brandon's Buzz the stunning, divine Laura Bonarigo. <laughs> oh, Brandon, that is so lovely. <laughs> How are you this evening? I'm so well, especially after an introduction like that. Could I please have you write all of my Hallmark cards for everyone on birthdays for the next 50 years of my life? I beg you. Can I Absolutely. Think you could you could just be the prompter for my children, my husband, my friends. This is you just write so fantastically. Oh. Thank no you so much. No one's going to be able to compete with you from now on. I'm just going to oh, say that I don't know good, about but you don't know Brandon. <laughs> I don't know about that. Let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves now. <laughs> oh, well, just, thank you. Just, just have Michael give you my email address, and I'll write you anything you need. Okay, good. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing this evening? I so appreciate you staying up late with me. I know it's very late on the, way, on the East Coast. Tonight I'm well. Thank you. <laughs> All sorts of energy. I've been... Very busy, so not to worry. It's, it's good to be here. Uh, well, it's it's quite a thrill to have you. I, you know, you were a surprise. I don't know if anyone out there was listening on my very first show, but I had her former co-star Robert Kramer on my very first show uh, several weeks ago, and Laura graciously called in and surprised Robert, and and they had a good conversation about the good old days, and it was it was great fun talking to her then, and it's it's a great thrill to welcome her back. Thank you. That was fun, wasn't it? Oh, it was great. It was good. He couldn't he couldn't figure out my voice. It was so much fun. <laughs> Isn't that hysterical? Well, sure, but I, I yes, if you hadn't tipped him off, you know, of course <laughs> you didn't you went to rec- Oh, I thought it was great. It was great. <laughs> so, I understand it's a big week for you on screen this week. Yes. I think I'm going off to die. Oh, apparently. I cannot believe that we're losing you. We just oh. got you back and we're already losing you. It's oh, so heartbreaking. Thank you, thank you. Well, she, it was a great role to play. Rebecca was a oh, lot of fun. You look like you had a blast, and uh, I, I, I don't, I can imagine that you couldn't ask for better working with people like Darnell and Debbie. I mean, talk about pros. Oh yes, that was terrific, and it was really great because I also knew a lot of people on um, the staff at All My Children, the crew. I, I guess more like the crew. I knew all, almost all of the cameramen. I had worked in front of them at One Life to Live. Uh-huh. So for me, it was so familiar being on that soundstage and uh-huh. acting in front of these guys again. And they were just terrific, really. One one day, I don't know if you saw the show where um, uh, Angie and Rebecca were in the Hubbard loft and Rebecca was getting toasted on some uh, scotch and uh, saying how she wished that Debbie had... Debbie, not Debbie, Angie. <laughs> Look at I sound like a fan. <laughs> Angie How can you not be? My God, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about all my children' history here. Yes, yes, of course. So, as saying that uh, when I, you know, when Rebecca had gotten sick, she wished it had been Angie instead. And at the end of those scenes, one of the cameramen came over and gave me a thumbs up. He says, Bonarigo, it's like the old days." <laughs> He's so sweet. What a great compliment. Yeah, it was. From him? Oh, yeah. I mean, he worked with me a long time ago. So. Yeah. And, you know, they always say that, that the the crew are the hardest guys to please because they see everything. And, oh, yeah. you know, they're they're totally immune to everything. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> right. You're, you're not kidding. <laughs> I mean, those are the guys who are looking at their watches, wanting to go home, wanting to get right. it done. That's so right. So it, it has to be extra special to touch those guys. That's right. 
That's right. <laughs> I took it as a big compliment. Absolutely. So, to, to my eye, there were years of storyline potential in this <laughs> in this setup with these three characters. Do you do you have any idea what what went into the decision making process here behind letting you go? I mean. Seriously, the setup here is absolutely foolproof. You could get years of story out of this. Oh, you're so sweet. Brandon and I played the story that they hired me to play. Yeah? Yeah. It, and uh, it turned out just the way they said it was going to be. Yeah. Um, certainly one always hopes that perhaps they'll change their mind when they see it on the screen. But they did what they said they were going to do. And they were lovely about it. They were a great company to work with. Yeah. I guess you can't ask for anything more than that. It's no, no, of course not. No. And how did you? How did you get? Did you have to audition for the role, or did you get a phone call? What no, was the... I had to audition. I had to okay. audition. It had been so long since I'd been on camera. I think yeah. they were very curious about seeing me physically, also. Uh-huh. See, I, I have had two children, so. Yes. You know, I'm sure and, and you haven't aged a day. <laughs> it's amazing how that works sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah, they just made me younger and younger <laughs> up with my kids. That's right. <laughs> so did, did the thought of, of diving back into this madness kind of give you pause, or, or were you kind of ready to try it again? Um, the idea of um, committing myself to a... Um, a role like, you know, I was on, I played Cassie a long time. I was with that company a long time. Yes. And so the idea of potentially falling into something like that um, wasn't appealing to me, honestly. I love the idea that Rebecca was recurring, that it was, it had an end point in mind, that I could come in, play her, and because I really didn't know uh, how I, the company is at All My Children. You know, I had only worked at One Life to Live. I didn't, I, well, Another World, yes, but very short yeah. time there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that doesn't really count. So, you know, I wasn't sure what I was walking into, you know, uh-huh. and one doesn't want to set, you know, oh, golly, are they, am I going to like these people? Am I signing a three years? Am I, you know, you just don't know. Yeah. And so for me, it was actually perfect. It was just perfect. I've been doing some theater, I've been auditioning for primetime. Um, you know, I, I've been doing, I did an independent film that went to Sundance. You know, I just wanted to have a little more flexibility at this uh-huh. stage. Now, after the four months at All My Children, do I wish that it could have gone longer? Absolutely. They were lovely to work with. Oh, I, I but, can, I'm... but going into it, you know, I wasn't really sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, you're you're a pretty famous name, so I can imagine... Can imagine coming in there. They weren't sure what to expect either, especially since you'd been away so long. That's right. Sure, of yeah. course. Yeah. You know, and in all fairness, when I left One Life to Live, um, I was ten months pregnant. Uh huh. So, <laughs> you know, we have to be really kind to the audience and to the producers. They didn't know what to expect. <laughs> <laughs> so, what kind of reaction did you get to this part? Because you know, you're talking about coming in and being the interloper on a seriously a a classic super couple. I mean, we're talking about Jesse and Angie. Yeah. Even people who don't follow soaps regularly know who Jesse and Angie are. That's right. <laughs> what, what kind of reaction did you did you get from people on the street or in fan mail or? Well, 
it's so interesting now. One doesn't get the fan mail physically. You probably know more about what the fans are saying than I do. But um, I loved some of the um, blogs, I guess, or the soap talks yeah, uh, yeah. on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Please excuse my ignorance trying no. to explain what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, the, the, talking the about message boards and blogs. Message and boards. There we go. There we go. That's the exactly. right lingo. So I love the fact that some people didn't like me. That was so much fun. How did she get in there? What is she doing to Angie and Jesse? And my hairdresser's assistant, she was like, don't you touch my Jesse. You better not be kissing my Jesse. You're breaking them up. I'm like, take it easy. Take it easy. I'm coming in as a good girl. But it was really fun being the other woman. Uh-huh. Even though, to be fair, I mean, people always kind of romanticize Cassie as, as kind of a, you know, a saintly figure. But she was far from angelic, Cassie. Well, when I got <laughs> my hands on her, finally. <laughs> I mean, come on, she is Dorian's daughter. Hello. Yes, absolutely. And you committed adultery and you were married to more than two men. Oh, many men. Yeah. <laughs> I think she so, has actually more names than you remember. There was Cornell, and there were two Buchanans. Yes. And. Although I think one of those Buchanans wasn't legal, wasn't? I don't know. Maybe not. It probably, <laughs> it's hard to know what really happened to that wedding. Did Did she show? Did Sarah show up before or after I said I do? I can't recall. It was after you said I do, but yeah, but they weren't they weren't legally divorced. I don't no, think so. Uh-huh. It wasn't a it wasn't a legal marriage. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Anyway, we're going to talk all about that later. <laughs> I can't wait to dig into all that. Um, uh, so what's what's next in the pipeline? What, I mean, I know you've done a good bit of theater, and uh, I would imagine that, that you would like to get back to that at some point. Do you prefer theater, the, in, the immediacy, the intimacy of theater to, to television work, even though you've, you've achieved great success on television? Thank you. The rush of being on stage is exhilarating. There's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, as much as I love television and I love working on the camera, I, I've done, I'm most comfortable um, in front of the camera. The idea, the feeling of being on stage is exhilarating. I yeah. loved I, the off-Broadway play I did was done um, right around Times Square. We were on 46 off of Ace, and uh, that ran 144 shows, and I didn't miss a show. It was just terrific. A lot of hard work, but uh, there's there's nothing like being in front of an audience. Oh, I can I can only imagine. And in theater, you get to follow. You get to you get to complete a whole story. You get you get to follow the arc from the beginning to the end. And and you know they talk about, especially the soap schedule these days is so disjointed the way they film. It's so I can imagine it's very difficult as an actor to keep track of where you are in the arc of the story because just because of the way they film it these days. Yes, but that's our job. You know, we're responsible yeah. for the characters. We're responsible to uh, to play it out. I I'm not sure that it needs to be as difficult as we complain about it. I think it's something <laughs> to complain about. I mean, some people would complain. For me, my arc as Rebecca was uh, true. I think she was true. Absolutely. You you know, perhaps, yes, there could have been more story written. Uh, Yeah, of course. Always. But do you know how many people are on All My Children? There's about 50 (laughs) characters. Yes, exactly. I mean, there's no room for everybody to have a show, a a speaking part every single day. 
I mean, I feel bad for those writers. Their flow charts must be, you know, 10 feet long, trying to keep track of everybody. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, is it, is it true that you film, like, bits and pieces of, say, three or four episodes at a time, or is that just a myth? No, no, sometimes that happens, especially if you're heavy on a show. I mean, um, what's his name? Like, Torsten? He yeah. played heavy all fall, so he was there a lot. He probably has a headache trying to keep it all straight because he's just working so heavy on the story. Mm-hmm. You know, someone like me, no, nah, it wasn't that difficult. Okay. It wasn't, you know. I think we all love to complain. <laughs> You know, as an actor, one is blessed to be working. Oh, especially in times like this. Exactly. And, you know, with with the threat of another strike looming, and you know. Absolutely, it's it's all good. You know, yeah. and if if we were on a, a film shoot, they'd be keeping an eye on the continuity, and one would have worked seriously with the director, hopefully, if if you have a big role, to yeah. figure out the arc. Um, and certainly in theater, you have more control over it because it's immediate. But let me tell you, my director didn't let me go off too far. You know, she was all over me. You're, you, you, you move that. You did the wrong thing. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I have more freedom on a soap than I did on my stage. <laughs> talk about talk about the rewards of of television versus theater. I mean, I I know you said in theater you get the immediate response from the mm-hmm. audience. You get mm-hmm. you get immediate reaction. You know immediately whether you're good or not. Right. <laughs> Con- contrast that with with Harsh. television. What what, what are what, what are the rewards of of working on television? Oh, you get recognized and get upgraded to first class in airplanes. <laughs> um people treat you with great reverence in grocery lines. Um <laughs> the other night I took my son to uh a small restaurant for his uh, birthday, and I got lots of candy from the candy bins without having to pay for it. <laughs> I think those are the good perks. <laughs> People might actually, you know, give you a good seat in a restaurant, you know, things like that. <laughs> Excellent. You know, I think in some ways you guys may be more famous than people like Brad Pitt and and Julia Roberts, just because you're in living, you're in people's living rooms every single day, and. They, they, I mean, they must feel like they know you. They must feel like they can just walk up to you and just immediately start talking to you like you've been friends for 30 years. Sometimes people do that, and then there are other people who are just so shy. My son, I took my son to this restaurant, and he got an autograph from, my son turned 10 this weekend. So it was 10 years ago that I left One Life to Live. Uh, and he turned beet red when he was getting a, an autograph from Tony Dungy, and I, he's uh, he was the Colts uh, coach who took them to the Super Bowl a few years ago. Yes, absolutely. So Isaac was so nervous, and I said, Isaac, isn't it funny people get nervous around mommy when they ask for my autograph? And he goes, What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, I know. So just go and talk to this man. Meanwhile, Isaac's turning beat red. <laughs> he can't mumble a word. <laughs> That's so funny. It was very funny. It really was. So, uh, uh, what's what's next for Laura Barnarigo? What's in what's in the pipeline? What's on the agenda? Well, um, auditioning. I okay. have a national commercial that should start running soon, and I've gone back to modeling. And uh, there's a few acting classes I want to take. Uh, I know the off Broadway play 
that I did, The Rise of Dorothy Hale, is under consideration at other theaters uh, around the country. Excellent. So, um, you know, a trip to L.A. probably this summer, things like that. Okay. Yeah, so work. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and if another soap comes calling, will you will you jump in with both feet or? or of course. Um, of course. Yeah. I mean, the soap medium I know. Yeah. And I like it. I mean, it, there's such a familiarity to it that um, again, because I'm comfortable in front of the camera, it's like riding a bicycle. <laughs> exactly. You know. Did, I mean, did you find that to be true when you came back, or, or were you kind of did you find that you were a little rusty the first couple of days when you came back last fall? Well, um, it's funny. I Obviously, I didn't know the building. I didn't know the studio. I didn't even know where the soundstage was. So that was all new, but mm-hmm. I knew five people in the hair and makeup room, and I knew the entire crew of cameramen. So, Isn't it was, funny how, how kind of incestuous the whole little yeah, world of daytime exactly. is? I mean, it's, Well, it's also just down the street, and it's owned by ABC, yeah. so it's not yeah. like... You know, New York is a small town in many ways. <laughs> but because Rebecca was a new character, um, and she would, if, if you recall the first show, you can see it on my website, um, she came looking for Natalia. Mm-hmm. She's basically in enemy territory. She's not supposed to be seeing Jesse. She runs into Angie in her hospital. She doesn't know what's going on with her daughter. She doesn't know if her daughter's well. She's just traveled across country. And she's sick. So the nerves that I was feeling were most appropriate for what Rebecca was going through. And certainly that first day I was nervous. I didn't know the director. Um, Again, I I didn't even, you know, I didn't even know where the soundstage was. So there was lots to be nervous about. But yet there Mm -hmm. was this underlying familiarity of, I know how to do this. (laughs) You know, I might be a little rusty. Uh Give me a mark. And hopefully I won't walk out of the camera, you know. Uh-huh. And I know where the lights are. I know where the shadows right. are. Sure. Yeah. I know what this is all like. So it was very, very familiar. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, talk about talk about this girl who's playing your daughter because she is fabulous. They're keeping her, yes? Well, as far as I know, I, I, they, they didn't actually run me upstairs and say, don't worry, Shannon's staying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but the, the, uh, the good feeling is that she's sticking around Pine Valley for a bit. Gosh, I hope so. She is a fabulous actress. Her name is Shannon Kane. Is that yes, yeah. She's she's a great girl. And you two formed a, a really quick relationship, a, a really strong relationship, very quickly. Yeah, you I were mean, you were yeah. you were completely credible as mother and daughter. Oh, I'm so glad. That's good. Yeah, we had we were we had you know I wish we had had more time together because she's a lovely girl. But we didn't. We so we yeah. made the best of it. Yes. And and uh, again, um, working with Darnell and Debbie, I mean, w- uh, what what better gift could there be? Right. They were. I mean, Debbie Morgan is the best. <laughs> yeah, I got her laughing a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. So who at who at One Life can we grab by the hair and and shake some sense into them to to get them to bring you back to the show? Oh golly, you know more than I do about that. I mean. Um, Robin and I see each other regularly in the neighborhood. I know she's asked. I I don't know. Um, they're all there. Um, and the Kramers are in such disarray right now. They need they a voice of reason so badly. <laughs> it would be a perfect time for you to come in and and just uh, shake sense into everybody. 
All right. Well, you you start it, Brendan. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say no. Listen, we're starting a petition right here tonight on Brandon's Live. There you go. We're gonna get we're gonna get Laura back on one life. There you go. I, I will okay. say every time they've asked me to come back, I said yes. I've never not said yes. Somebody on a message board said that she didn't want to come back. I was like, what? Who's making up these rumors? <laughs> I've never once turned down a job, ever. <laughs> I'm the yes girl. What do you want? When do you want me to come? You know. <laughs> You know, I, I got to get out of the kitchen whenever I can, please. Yeah. <laughs> you think I want to make lunches every day? <laughs> Funny. So, you know what? I want to know all about Paul Roush. I am fascinated by this man, and he gave you the job on One Life, yes? He did. And okay. I want to know. Two weeks later. Yes. <laughs> so, I don't have many stories to tell you. I can only tell you about my audition with Paul Roush. This is a okay. good story. So, at that, in those days, Casting was done upstairs at One Life to Live, down the hall from Paul Roush's office. And I was asked to go in, and I was warned. Uh, first, I had to read, sorry, let me back up. I had to read for the casting agent. So she wanted to bring me back to meet Paul. <clears throat> so that was great. And the first time I went up there, they used to have these chairs down the hallway. And I looked down the hallway, I was at the end, and there were 12, easily 12, maybe 15 brunettes. All about oh. five, six. And I looked down the hallway and I say, we could be a cheerleading squad. And I was like, oh, my goodness. We all look exactly alike and we could be a cheerleading squad. So I go in and do my read. And the woman, I don't even remember her name. I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. Was, she, it, was it still Mary Lynn Henry at the time? Or, or no, was it? no, no, no. Yeah. No, but Mary Lynn Henry did, um, I had auditioned for her at, for a primetime role. And she's the one who called One Life and said, you have to meet me. I got you, okay. She actually, she, the quote is, Laura Bonarigo is Cassie Callison. You must meet her. How about that? Excellent. That was pretty good, right? And Mary Lynn and I have remained very friendly for, up until now. Yeah, I, I um, do keep in touch with her. Excellent. So I was called back in to meet Paul, and I was warned. He's going to put his feet up on the table. He might light a cigar. He <laughs> likes to distract the actors. He might rustle papers. He might pick up the phone. Don't be distracted. I was like, okay, fine, no problem. So we, I had worked with an acting coach on the scene, and it was a scene that I eventually screen tested with Bob Woods on. Uh-huh. And the scene was about uh, Bo and Cassie were out camping, and they had brought, at the time, Joey and Jess. Jesse, the girl, Vicky's uh-huh. daughter, Jesse, uh-huh. as opposed to Jesse and all my children. So, and they were little. When I first joined One Life, those characters were young, like maybe ten, uh, yes. eight. They had they had just aged them. They had just aged them, right? The first uh, age. They were they were toddlers at just before that, and they had just aged them. Yeah, right before right. Paul left. Right. So, the scene was the first line to Bo was, "You really love those kids, don't you?" <laughs> And Paul Ross was had his head down, and he was looking at my headshot, and he was sort of reading my resume. And I paused, and I said that first line, and Paul's head came up like boom, and I said to myself, I got him. <laughs> and then I screen tested, and, um, and that went well, obviously, and here we are. So that's my best Paul Ross story. Wow. Yeah. And did you know at the time that you were the fourth person to take on the role? No, probably not. 
I think I found out all. And he wanted me to watch a uh, videotape that, of Cassie that Holly Gagne had done, and I was like, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I was not going to be intimidated by this guy. I'm not going to watch mm-hmm. that. I want to be me, damn it. Yeah. He said, no, no, you have to watch it. You have to watch the energy and her enthusiasm. So I watched some scene where they were over in Austria. I was like, what uh-huh. is this nonsense? What am I watching? <laughs> but I watched it and then said, are we going on location? And, of course, at that time, maybe she was cutting all the budget, so no, we uh-huh. didn't go on. <laughs> yeah. I think I went up to a lake, some lake upstate and got drowned by, you know, Alex or something. Yeah. That, that was my big location. Like, what happened to Europe? <laughs> what happened to the Eiffel Tower? Come on. I'll get lost in London. No, yeah. no. I, get dr- I got drowned in some freezing cold lake upstate. Yeah. You had very bad timing. If you had come on just a year earlier, you I you would could have still been a part of the of the freewheeling 80s. And there you go. There you go. <laughs> so were you brought on specifically to be paired with Bob Woods, or did they just kind of throw you guys together after no, no, the fact no. to test no. the chemistry? No, no, no. It was to be paired with Bob Woods, yeah. Okay. yeah. And uh, you must have just, I mean, what a guy. You must have loved working with him. I did, yeah. He was great. He's fun to work with. And what a terrific actor. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great guy. Yes. I, and uh, every once in a while, I'll see him in Central Park these days. It's fun. <laughs> Does he recognize you these days? Um, well, <laughs> once I say hello, maybe. Okay, okay. <laughs> I never expect anyone to remember me, so I tend to say hello to people with my name. Hi, Laura Bonrigo. Hi, Laura Kaufman, depending on you know who they are, yeah. what, what the context is. I, I tend not to, because I don't remember names. I remember faces, but I don't remember okay. names. I never assume anyone remembers my name. It just, you know, erases all that tension. <laughs> and it's one of those unforgettable names. I mean, it just kind of rolls off your tongue. It's very, it's, it's a fun name to say, and it's once you hear it, you never forget it. I, at least that's my, that's my feeling. Well, that's why I went it's, back to it's it. It's funny that you would say that. Yeah, that's, and that's <laughs> why I went back to it. This, this uh, round of acting. Yeah, right. the casting agents remember Bonarigo so much better. Uh huh. It's one. It's just one of those names that sticks with you. It's 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 very unique. Do you know what the um what the etymology is of it? What the what the um my Italian is not that great, but I think it was something like good waterways or good boundaries. It it's not a sexy answer at all. I know, but <laughs> it's the best I've got. Hey, it works. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. And, and how many Bonarigos do you know? Not exactly. You know. That's that's exactly it. That's exactly it. See. So did you have any did you have any reticence about changing your name professionally to Kaufman when you did it? Uh, for no. that for that very reason. No, no, I just did it. I okay. did it, and now I did it back. It's, you know, <laughs> it's okay. It's a name, and, uh-huh. and no one else in the union had Bonarigo. And there was somebody else in the union and equity that had Kaufman. I had to get her permission to use the same name. I was like, what? <laughs> that is my name. <laughs> I know. It was crazy. And it, this is all good. I don't get too hung up about these things. <laughs> so when when um, Linda Gottlieb came in replacing Paul Roush and began making immediate whole changes to the show, did you get a bit nervous? Well, I went through five producers. Of course, I got nervous. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, this was this was right after you were hired, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And everyone said they always cut the first, the last contract. 
I was like, oh, man, I've been here two weeks. I had no money in the bank. When I got hired on One Life to Live, I had $200 in the bank account. That was it. So I was like, no, don't fire me. And she systematically, do you remember all those girls she brought in to try to, like, pair up with Bob Woods? Constantly there were other girls coming in. Uh-huh. Like, oh, no, another one, another one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, she kept me on my toes, didn't she? <laughs> And but, anything you know, she threw at me, I kept taking on. Yeah, with with gusto and with verve. I mean, yeah. it was, yeah. So in in hindsight, I'm really grateful because she really made me work as an actor. I I did not rest. No, you didn't. I mean, you and Bob Kramer and and Bo and Nora and you know Vicky and Sloan, you were the stars. Of, you were the the sculpts of the show. Oh really? That's kind yeah, of yeah. Exactly. I mean, seriously, you were you you never really were on the back burner all that often. Yeah. I I guess. If you think I back on it, remember. I mean, yeah, yeah. So uh, Bob Kramer and I talked about this when when he was on my show. We fans are kind of guilty sometimes of of you know romanticizing those years a bit. They got like Malone years on the show, yeah. <laughs> and kind of remembering them as as maybe better than they were. But but I'm telling you what, that period between say '92 and '95, that was really a magical time for the show. It was a good story. They had a lot of good story going on. One of my favorite characters was um, Susan, who played Luna. Uh, yeah, Susan Batten. Susan Batten, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to dig her up because I want her on my show too. I love I love <laughs> that character, Luna. She used to crack me up, and Susan was such a riot. You'd get um, Cassie DePiva and Susan Batten downstairs, and their southern accents would come out, <laughs> and their expressions, and I would pee my pants. I mean, they were so funny. Oh. Susan would come up with these expressions. I can't repeat them on public air, but they were so funny. I remember them to this day like, oh, it works. They work perfectly. I don't say them as well as she does because I come yep. from New England, but that yep. twang. Oh. Yep. Isn't it, isn't it funny? You know, I'm from Texas, and, and I'm telling you what, you can say anything with a southern accent and sell it. Yeah. You can exactly. say anything. Oh, and those <laughs> girls do. Those girls know how to do it beautifully. Oh, I think everyone in the all females from the north of America should just go south for a few months just to be trained <laughs> at the finishing school. <laughs> I know that Cassie's from Tennessee, yes? Kentucky. Kentucky, okay. And and where was Susan from? Oh, don't ask me that question. It's okay. been too long. Maybe it was Susan that was from Tennessee. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've I've been like I said I've been trying to dig her up because I want her on my show because uh, I, I can just imagine that as as broad a character as she was on screen I can imagine she was even more fun off. She was very funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very funny. So I have a couple callers on the line waiting to talk to you. If you'd like to take a phone call, do you mind? Not at all. No. <laughs> Let's take a call. Area code six four six. You are on the air with Laura Bonarigo. Six four six. I scared them off. See, they turn red. They blush. I'm not scared off. Oh, there she is. Hello, six four six. Who is this? Um. Yeah. Am I registering as six four six? Uh, I you're showing six four six on my switchboard. Who is this? Eight four seven. Okay, well, you, okay, you're showing 646. Who are you? Rita. Okay, hey, Rita, say hi to Laura. Hi, Laura. Oh, my goodness, if you were calling on me yesterday,
yesterday, and I didn't answer. I am so sorry. Oh, my God. Was because that you? I had because... a lot to say about yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Rita. And I have an, something to say to uh, Laura. <laughs> well, by all means, say it. You've got her full attention. Uh, oh, Laura. Yes. I don't understand these people that um, are saying, you know, like defending Jesse. They mustn't be watching this storyline very closely. Hmm. You were the one that saved his life. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> you were the one that encouraged him to go back to his wife of That's right. 20 years ago. That's right. You, you were the one that, and, and, and instead of thanking you, they're calling you the other woman. I know. <laughs> Isn't that fabulous? How they just hear what they want to hear and see what they want to see. <laughs> That's crazy. It was so, so nobody much... is thanking you. <laughs> but you are, Rena, and that's what matters. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're paying attention to this story. Somebody has to be paying attention. <laughs> what else you got, Rena? Find... Well, I'm finding this is unusual, and as long as we're um, buzzing about 646, our dear friend Jenna, who is going to be 18 this Friday. Oh, wow. And I hope you all, I think she changed Friday's date. She's going to be starting her own radio show on a 646 number. Excellent. And she was making me her co-host. She was going to give me the same honor Joanne gave you. Excellent. Which is a big honor. It, it certainly is. I am, and if I'm registering as 646, I'll pick up from now on because I had a lot to say yesterday and a lot to, and I was going to really get into that heavy conversation about the diabetes the other day. Yes, yes. With the teen idol. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but she is going to be 18 this Friday, and she's going to be starting her show on February 10th. It's going to be 10 o'clock our time. You never mentioned central time. Okay. So 646-929-2544. Okay. I'm doing well, the opposite of what Joanne did because when Joanne was uh, trying to buzz you, uh, she she never gave your phone number. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm not the only person that has... Um, um, I hope I'm not the only person that's computer illiterate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you're not. I'm sure that there are others of us. But, Laura, thank you for acknowledging that I'm the one person that is watching this (laughs) gently because I don't know what they're getting mad at you about. It's not like you're the other woman. You're, you're, You're the good woman. I know. They should put wings on me or something. Yes, I they keep, should. I, I told Shannon, who plays Natalia, that she had to have a lot of visions. She needed to call on her mother a lot. <laughs> Come down and talk to her. Well, I don't understand. They, You were in remission, and now they're killing you off. I don't know. What is this? I don't know. I don't, but the good thing is, it's a soap. Anything's possible. 
Exactly. Even when you're dead. Oh, sure you could come back. Even when you're dead, you're not dead. Jesse was dead for 20 years. (laughs) Exactly. And we watched him die on screen. We watched him get shot. (laughs) I'm sorry. That always makes me laugh. (laughs) We literally, we watched him get shot. We watched him die in the hospital. We watched it. (laughs) But his head didn't come off or anything weird like that. (laughs) Oh, golly. Well, we'll see what happens. (laughs) Exactly. Well, Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for calling in, Rita. And you'll let me uh, call. Well, now that I know I'm registering for 646, I will answer. Absolutely. And I hope you have a good night, and say happy birthday to Jenna for all of us. Um, you Are you guys going to call? I gave you her, her radio number. Absolutely. It's a 646 number. So okay. <laughs> Cool. Okay, thanks, um, Rita. Thanks for calling in, Rita. That's so funny. You know, I guess as an as an actor, you kind of have to go into your character and and kind of create your own motivations. And I'm sure that 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 was something that occurred to you early on. What what she said about about you kind of you being the good guy in this scenario instead of the other woman. Brandon, you're not watching the show. It was actually said on the show. That's the story they told me. <laughs> That's what I was told. I yes, I know, but but as I as I told you, it's it's Jesse and Angie. <laughs> I mean, this is the super couple of the show. I know, but he was dead. He yeah. was in depression. He came to me for a therapy. I made yeah, him live. But and you I, know, I we don't want, we don't want to hear any of that. We just oh, want to hear okay. Jesse and Angie are back together. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but you know, the beauty of playing Rebecca was, I have to, I have a confession. I never watched Jesse and Angie. Aha. Uh-huh. So I wasn't intimidated by any of it. I see. So how did how did you find out exactly what you were dealing with here? I found out when they cast me because okay. the auditions were not, um, the script was not Jesse and Angie. It was a fictional character. I see. And so it wasn't until they cast me and I was going in to speak with Julie that they told me who I was playing opposite. And I was I was like, I had to get on the All My Children website and Google who these people were. I had no idea who they were. Wow. And I had no idea of the history, but I was told by my agent, this is the super couple. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, all right, I work with Bob Woods. I work with Erica Slezak. I work with Ron Strasser. The super couple. Who are these guys? I didn't know. I had no idea who they were. How funny. I know. Sometimes but, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess that, that must have worked for you in character because, you know, I mean, I, you know, Rebecca always seemed very, very confident in, in the fact that she and Jesse did have 20 years together. All right. Brandon, 20 years with this man. Mm-hmm. She sends him back to his wife that he's probably wanted and pined for and missed. And she knows she's sick. And do you think after 20 years, she, if she were healthy, yeah. okay, if, let's say she was healthy yeah. and she was a normal American woman, uh-huh. 20 years with this man, get out of my bed. I want another one. I mean, <laughs> it's just they never married. He was madly in love with Angie all that time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And she, and she knew it, right? I mean, she, she, knew it she, she was always very clear about, about, about his past. She was his therapist. 
she broke the cardinal rule. She slept with her patient. I see. And then she got pregnant. <laughs> and she couldn't marry him. Though they never addressed the common law thing. Okay. Because they could have been common law. She could have certainly been his wife. Yeah. And everyone thought Jesse was dead and Angie remarried. Yeah, no one says that about Angie. Angie remarries. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times, if I, if memory serves correctly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because uh, Angie went over to Loving for a while, and then she went to the city for a while. And, and if I'm not mistaken, she had more than one husband I, during the course of her history. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> and, and, and funny, funnily enough, one of them looked exactly like Jesse. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, they brought in Darnell to Loving uh, as a Jesse lookalike named Jacob. Oh, interesting. And I, I, for the life of me, I can't remember... If he ended up having a connection to Jesse somehow, I'm, I can't remember. But, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this, you'll work this out, Brandon. You'll let me know. <laughs> Send me an email. Exactly. <laughs> so I want to drag you back to One Life because you did some stellar work on One Life with one of my all-time favorite actresses. Thank you. I don't know if you remember um, a woman by the name of Grace Phillips. I do, yes, I but remember. But you brought her in to be a recast Sarah. And, you know, I was one of those people who loved Jensen Buchanan as Sarah, and I was utterly aghast when they recast that role. Yes. Because Bo and Sarah were, were, you know, one of the iconic couples. Sure. On, on One Life at that time. And when I just couldn't believe it when they recast it. And it took her all of one day to impress the, the utter hell out of me. Wow, good. I'm not, she was terrific, and she is still one of my all-time favorite actresses. And you did some great work with her. Uh, Thank you. She, yeah. It, they were good scenes. Can you talk about Can you talk about working with her? Can you talk about some of the some of the experiences? Do you have any memories? Um, yes and no. I mean, I remember. It's funny. I remember Grace's costumes more than I remember the experiences. Like she always wore red and purple, and she had those stunning eyes. And so they put her in these light blue or purpley outfits and. Her uh-huh. gaze was penetrating. I remember that more than probably the experiences of working with her. I remember there was a scene where where she took an overdose of something, and uh, she ended up in the hospital, and you walked into her room, and, and you just said, I know what you're up to, Sarah. I was going to say, did I give her more pills? <laughs> I think I was pre- the characters were pretty jealous of each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... Yeah, and uh, uh, what a what a uh, what a triangle that was! I mean, uh. yeah. Welcome to that was you know maybe the third month I was at maybe the second month I was at One Life to Live, yeah. and here I am blissfully playing opposite Bo, thinking, oh, Bo and Cassie, so forever and ever, and slam bam, there's Sarah. I was like, what? Reality check. You're on a soap. There are triangles in soaps. I was like, oh, <laughs> this isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> and little did you know what you had in store for the next eight years. Yeah, little exactly. did you know. Little did I know. I got used to it finally. I was like, oh my golly. Oh. <laughs> and you know, it, it, it bears mentioning that that when you came onto the show, Robin Strasser wasn't playing your mother at the time. You had a marvelous actress named Elaine Princey playing your yeah. mother. Elaine. Uh, terrific. Are you still in touch with her? Do you? I haven't spoken to Elaine in years. No. You were such a great, a great fun mother-daughter team. She uh, was fun to work with, and oh, yeah. she was she was fantastic. She was a fantastic Dorian. And Tony, who played Herb Callison. Absolutely, yes. 
so great to work with them. What they a great were, team you all you guys were for a couple of years there. We had a fun time. Yes, that was great fun. Especially when when Tanya Walker became obsessed with Herb and she was trying to seduce him and and you and you and Elaine were trying to talk talk some sense into him out of it. Yeah. Yeah, fun. So were you surprised when when they when they brought back Robin Strasser? Oh, it's kind of out of the blue. Well, you know, they don't they, everything's out of the blue with casting because they don't let you know. But uh, I was a little – that was where I was intimidated. You know, there were there were certainly a few times when I was intimidated. The whole Sarah Bow storyline, that was intimidating. Mm-hmm. I knew who Jensen Buchanan was. Exactly. And I was like, oh. And then Robin Strasser because she had I such a reputation. Sorry? Yeah. Did you, did you know of her – I mean, before they came back – before she came back to the show, did you know – Oh, everyone told me, Robin's Excellent. coming back. Watch out! I was like, ah. <laughs> and did did you two kind of click instantly, or were you a bit gun shy at first? Um, hmm. I I think it worked. Uh, it was I don't remember, but perhaps it all worked in my favor in the scenes. I I can't recall exactly. Uh, did we click immediately? Probably not, but. I'm not so sure that we didn't either. I can't recall. Okay, uh, but not necessarily on screen, but just off screen as as acting partners. Did you did you kind of mesh pretty quickly, or, or did it take a while for you to to, mm. to uh, build probably, the rapport? Probably took a little bit of time. Probably, okay. yeah. But I, I I understand you're very close now. Oh and yeah. Even to this day. Yeah. Forget it. Uh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I adore Robin. <laughs> And what a funny, gutsy, bold actress. I mean, she oh, fabulous. She can take anything and make it fly, anything. She's amazing. I have such respect for her as an actress, such respect. She's a great lady. I, I really can't say enough good things about her. It, it, what, how do I want to say this? Was it, was it, you had a pretty contentious relationship with Dorian most of the time. Mm-hmm. Was it kind of liberating for you to be able to kind of scream and rail at her mm-hmm. given that you were given that you were so close off screen i mean was it was it odd was it a little bit odd or, or was it just fun to dive into those kind of scenes the best the best thing about robin as an actress is she can handle anything and so it was fun it was great fun and that was the beauty of being on one life for as long as i was the rapport between kevin stapleton bob uh Krimmer, and Robin Strasser, and even Cassie DePaiva, we grew to trust each other in a way that spanned years. And when one has that kind of trust, you can do almost anything mm-hmm. and have fun. Mm-hmm. So we did. You I had know fun. that somebody's going to be there to catch you on the exactly. other side of it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And well. truly, some of my best acting was with Bob Krimmer. I have such respect for him. He gave me such a gift. Oh. When... Cassie lost the baby and went crazy. There exactly. were shows where I would say to Bob, um, um, "I'm going to," or I'd tell the director, and, and I'd say, "Listen, just," um, and he he would say, "Do whatever you're going to do. Don't tell me." And they would shoot it in a way that they would have it covered. And there was this one scene when um, I remember I spit in his face, and that's a huge boundary. 
violation for any human mm-hmm. being. And he just took it. I mean, Cassie was freaking out, so it was all within boundaries of the story. It wasn't like I was pouring tea in Spitness face. It was like she was freaking, she was like going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, and I'll never forget that. And I have always tried to extend that uh, professional um, courtesy to another actor. Wow, yeah. I, I would imagine in, in a medium like soaps where you have to work so hard to transcend the camera anyway, that that kind of trust between your partner is absolutely essential. It's a lovely, wonderful gift when you get it. Yeah. It doesn't always come. I was about to say it. It probably doesn't happen all the time, and it so you, you hold on to it tight when it does yes. arrive. Yes. Robin and I trusted each other. Cassie and I. Um, Kevin Stapleton and I. Forget it. He, he was just crazy fun to work with. Are you still in touch with him? I am. Yes, I do see What's him. What's he up to these days? You know, he kind of dropped completely off the map. He is acting up a storm. He's the most talented actor I know. He's wow. beautiful on stage. You know how closely, closely we work together. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I saw him do this show downtown, and I have to confess, I didn't recognize him for the first ten minutes of the show. And I said, that's Kevin? <laughs> he was brilliant. He's such wow. a fine actor, and he acts all the time. He does films. He does theater. He's you know what? I can I can I can honestly say that I have not seen him in one thing since he left One Life in '98. I, well, you'll have to uh, Google him or IMDb him. He's I certainly will. Mm-hmm. I certainly will because he was so great on the show. And he's great. You know, the the great thing about that storyline was they didn't rush it. No. I mean, your attraction to Kevin simmered for about 18 months, 18 full months before you actually began your affair officially, and that was. You know, on soaps these days, you're lucky if you get two weeks of buildup. Wow, really? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's really crazy how fast things move these days. I guess that's our internet society, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, it's the time of instant gratification now. Mm. You know, it, mm. interesting. But I, it was. Uh, so now I, we know why Rebecca died so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> You just explained it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but you must have loved working with, with Kevin and, and especially with Bob in tandem. When, when oh, fabulous. fabulous. Kathy and Andrew's marriage was falling apart and, and you and Kevin's relationship was slowly coming together. It must have, there was some really great material in there in those years. That was by far my favorite story to play. It was so, so good. It was yeah. uh, the trust between the three of us the history we had had, that breakdown of that marriage um, was so difficult to play. So but it was so believable. It was so oh, credible. Oh, that's, because that's what I mean. It was it was very real. We were... Because it, it fell apart almost brick by brick. I mean, it was... Mm-hmm. There wasn't one specific thing that kind of making it implode. It just kind of slowly fell apart. Yeah. It was, and by that. the time that you and Kevin fell into bed, we as an audience were ready for it to happen. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was it was really great storytelling. <laughs> yeah, uh, when we did our, when Michael and I have been working on the website, we've looked at a lot of old footage, and I hadn't mm-hmm. looked at this material in years, and I'm so reminded of all the um, entanglements that they put Cassie and Kevin into as they were building that story. It just, I've had a, a lot of laughs lately looking at this stuff. 
Kevin Stapleton and I had a great time working together. Wow. It, and it he showed on screen. Hysterical. So, yeah. so funny. You also did some great work with, with a man named Timothy Gibbs when he replaced Kevin Stapleton mm-hmm. in the role. Mm-hmm. Um, was that an easy transition for you to make as an actress, or was it kind of tough? Oh, it was very difficult. I so liked working with Kevin that yeah. when Tim came in, I was, you know, I was also pregnant, so I was a little more emotional. Let's just say that. Um, it was very abrupt the way it kind of happened. It was yes. There wasn't a lot of lead time for it. It was just kind of okay. Here's here's the new thing we're doing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And by the way, here he is. <laughs> and he's two inches tall, shorter than you. And you know, I was like, oh, and he's tinier too, because I'm pregnant. <laughs> but I mean, you two had a, had a pretty nice chemistry in your own right, even though his was a radically different take on the character of Kevin. Uh, did you two get along okay? Um, I think we got along better on camera. Um, okay. Off camera wasn't so easy, but that's okay. Yeah. I think I remember one. This is my favorite story about Tim Gibbs. And the crew would probably attest that this is, was not one of my finer days as an actress. But I was, we were, Kevin, Tim Gibbs as Kevin and Cassie were having an argument because uh, the nurse, something about the nurse. And I remember in the scene I was supposed to throw a vase at him. And it was a big fight scene. And I had really memorized my lines. And Tim's personal life was, doing all this crazy stuff, and I don't recall exactly what was going on, but it was very busy in his personal life, and okay. he hadn't memorized the scenes, and you know, I'm pregnant, I've been on the show a long time, and I'm like, you know what, learn your lines, it's a fight scene, I'm not in a happy mood with this, you know, um, and he he learned them somehow during the day, he learned them, and, you know, I I wasn't always gracious about running lines with actors, I was like, you know, this is your job. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, it wasn't one of my finer moments, I admit it. But on stage, when we got up on the sound stage and we did that fight scene, and I wailed that vase at him, <laughs> the crew, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, she's really pissed. I was so angry. I was so angry, you know. Uh, and I think we had to shoot it again. I think they missed it when I nailed that, you know, the props mm. always had these vases prepared and stuff. Yeah. I just remember, <laughs> like, Tim, you duck because it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, you know, like I said, I mean, even though you and Kevin were great together, you and Tim were great together, too. So it was just, it was yeah, just a was, different. They were different chemistry, different, different energy, yes. Yeah. Well, we have time for one more phone call, and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, do you mind taking one more quick phone call? One more quick phone call. Area code 508. You're on the line with Laura Bonarigo. Hello. 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 Who is this? My name is Brandy. Hey, Brandy. Say hi to say hi to Laura. Hi, Laura. I'm hi. I'm on your Facebook. Hi, Brandy. How are hi. you? Good, good. You told me to call and say hi because I was too shy to call oh, the other yes. time. Yes, I remember. I thought so, you sounded familiar. Where are you calling from? Massachusetts. Ah, that's where I grew up. I'm in Fall River. I grew up in Pembroke. Oh, then, I know who that is. And then my family moved to Maine, which is sort of where I tell people I'm from mostly because I was really little in Pembroke. Oh. Uh, yes, I'm in Massachusetts, and I wanted to call and say hi and 
I'm not being shy. So. Oh, good. I'm glad you are doing that. <laughs> That's great. And you're one of my favorites. Thanks. So sad that you're going to be off of all my children, but I know you'll do great things. Thank you. You'll go on to better, and I will follow you wherever you go. Thank you so much. I will always be a fan. Thanks, Brandy. That's so sweet. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very sweet. I'm sorry. I'm, like, really nervous and shy right now. <laughs> Don't be nervous. You're among friends here. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm trying, but... Um, but, yes, I've been watching you for a long time since um, when I used to live, and I've been, like, a huge fan. And um, you're one of the reasons why I got into acting in high school. I tried it out for a little while, and mm. I, loved, I loved the theater. And, like, um, what would you give advice to anybody that would want to get into acting? What I like to say to people who want to act is that it's not a um, traditional way of um, living your life one is always looking for work and you have to say goodbye to people that you fall in love with you know for a period of time but you know think about what you desire keep your eye on that and watch the bottom line be very very practical about how to live Mm -hmm. so and you know I think that is good advice in this day and age for anyone Keep going for what you desire. Believe in it. But just keep an eye on where you are. Mm-hmm. I think in, in this day and age, with the with things the way they are, that's good advice for anybody in any profession. Yeah, I, I agree too. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And I wish you luck. And, you know, have fun doing it. And when it's no longer Absolutely. fun, don't do it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not I, I, worth it. Yeah, I heard. I heard that. I, well, I, it's been a while since I've done it, and I actually like because well, I graduated in '98. I'm a little. <laughs> I sound younger than what I am, but I I miss it. I miss it so much. Like I would love to get back into theater. Like it. Like it, I don't know. It's a bit of an aching. I don't know. Like I I loved it when I did it. So, is there community theater near you? Um. Or a bunch of friends that will sit down and read a script with you and throw a play together up next summer? Oh, I would love to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if the, I don't know where it, I think there's a community theater. Yeah, go go show up in the theater and ask them what you can do to be part of it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I I love it. And like my friend well it was funny we actually did some um my friend had gotten a script from As World Turns or whatever and mm-hmm. when I we were in New York together we decided that we were just going to play around and start reading it, and it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> oh, it's pretty hysterical, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was hysterical. Like, like you, we had, like, pee-in-your-pants moments. It was so funny. <laughs> oh. And like, trying so to make just... soap language work, even taking it mm-hmm. off the page and making it real, mm-hmm. it's it's an art in itself. It really is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was just hysterically funny. We were doing the guy parts and the girl <laughs> parts, and we had to... I had to do one where we were talking on the phone, you know, the one-way conversation thing, and they're like, you're doing it all wrong. And I'm like, leave me alone. I'm doing it right. <laughs> it was just the funniest thing ever. Like, I wish we recorded it. I wish we recorded it. Well, it people so have hysterical. asked me to do a soap class. So when I when I do a soap class, then we'll put it on Facebook and you can come. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. Do it. Oh, my goodness. That would be so awesome. <laughs> what a marvelous idea. And I'm just like a nat- I'm a natural goofball. I'm just like really funny. I don't know if you see 
my statuses and stuff, but I change my statuses all the time. Okay. And everybody's like, Brandy, you're so funny. I was like, <laughs> I'm like I don't know. I'm just a mess. And I, like, I was bored one day, so my friends were like, oh, just record yourself singing a song. So I decided I was going to record myself singing and dancing to You Can't Stop the Beat from Hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, like, all my family and people at church were like, what were you doing? I was like, I was bored, okay? <laughs> Brandon, she's not shy anymore. we got to tell her. Isn't it funny how quickly it goes away? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's how I am. I'm usually, I'm the shy and quiet one, and then after a little bit, I, I open up. Okay, we have to watch encouraging her. That's what has to happen. I see. Okay, good. <laughs> Well, it was lovely talking to you. Lovely I talking you to you, too. I'm people. sure you have to go to bed. <laughs> Don't you have yeah, to go to bed? It's after midnight for us. It's after midnight in NYC. It is. My kids are going to be up in six hours. <laughs> You're less with that. <laughs> well, it was lovely talking to you. Thank Likewise, you for through, Brandon. Thank you so much for calling in, Brandy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good Keep night. Keep listening to the buzz. Hmm. I will. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Good night. Well, Ms. Bonarigo, this hour literally flew by, and I certainly hope this won't be our last conversation because I just barely scratched the surface with you, and there's so much more I want to know <laughs> about your life and your career. And Thank you. You're very so kind. You're, you, have a, you have a standing and permanent forum here anytime you wish. <laughs> okay, like I said, when I need a little help to get my son treating his mother right, I'm going to call, call you up and say, Brandon, you need to write a few scripts for the family. <laughs> Hey, Absolutely, I love it. Remember that I am a goddess, and that is how they're supposed to treat me. <laughs> I love it. So I want to tell everybody right quick that you have a you have a magnificent and gorgeous new website, uh, and you, you can get there at either LauraKaufman dot com or LauraBonarigo.com, Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, uh, it's 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 absolutely beautiful. There's pictures. There's tons of video clips. All the old classic Cassie clips. <laughs> are up there, and there's more being added all the time. It's great stuff. It's a great way to reminisce and, and take us to a dumb memory lane with with uh, uh, Laura and Bob Krimmer and Robin Strasser. It's great stuff. It's great. They Michael Ormond and um, my friend Robert at Deco Design just did a beautiful job. A beautiful. I can't. I'm I'm impressed when I go on there. I'm like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> Yes, and and Laura has, as she said, Michael Ormond. He's a fabulous guy in New York City that uh, she has working for her. And I've had, like I, said, like I told you before the show started, I've had a great time chatting with him over the past few weeks, and I look forward to working with him and you further in the future. Likewise. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you so much. Could I, could I ask you one more favor before I let you go? Sure. you do a quick promo for the show? Oh, yeah, sure. What, what do you I have say, to say? You can say anything you like as long as it includes the words Laura Bonarigo and Brandon's Buzz. Okay, so, mm, hi, I'm Laura Bonarigo. It's so nice to have you here with us at Brandon's Buzz. Does that work? Absolutely terrific. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for staying up so late with me. It's my pleasure. I really appreciate it. It was a great honor talking to you this evening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good night, Brandon. <laughs> Good night. Laura Bonarigo, everybody. And so this episode of Brandon's Buzz comes to an end. I'm seven minutes over time. Uh, I swear I'm going to get the hang of bringing this in on time. I promise you. Uh, but I appreciate everybody who listened. I appreciate everybody who called. Those callers I couldn't get to. I'm sorry I couldn't get to you. 
Um, I just had so many questions for Laura, and as I said, I barely scratched the surface with her. So she will definitely be back on in the future um, as her career progresses, and I'm sure it will. And, and uh, it's, 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 I, I can't wait to talk to her again already. Uh, I have so many more questions here. And what a great, great lady. Uh, please check out lauracoffman.com or laurabonarigo.com. It takes you to the same place. It's a gorgeous website, and as I said, there are tons of video clips. There's a bio there. There are pictures. There are interviews. It's really a great multimedia site, and it's, it's very well done. Um, a quick thank you one more time to Michael Ormond, who helped me set this all up. Uh, Laura's already been, been on two of these Blogheart radio shows in the past few weeks, and uh, I kind of hesitated to ask her to do a third one, but I reached out to Michael, and he emailed me back immediately and said, sure, we'll do it. So I thank him for his help. I thank Laura one more time for being a great guest. Tomorrow night, Mayim Bialik, um, uh, Blossom Star Mayim Bialik on Brandon's Buzz, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, uh, at blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. Next week, I've got Michael Brainerd on Monday. I've got Grammy-nominated uh, singer-songwriter Aubrey Moore on Wednesday. And I've got legendary Notch Landing star Joan Van Ark on Thursday. So it's a full week next week. And uh, a great show tomorrow night. So come on back. 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific, tomorrow night with Alex from Boston. Uh, Brandon's Buzz, one more time, coming to an end. You can download the show from the website I just gave you, blogtalkradio.com slash Brandon's Buzz. You can also download the show from iTunes. It should be up in the morning sometime. Uh, just type Brandon's Buzz in the search box, and it will take you right to it, and you can download the show. You can also subscribe to the show. And uh, if you don't mind going to the website and rating the show and commenting on the show, uh, I would really appreciate it. You know, the, the people at Blog Talk Radio kind of look at these ratings and they look at the comments and they look at the downloads and, and they, they uh, judge the success of, of your show solely on those stats. So if you don't mind going and commenting, I would really appreciate it because uh, it helps me stay on the air and I desperately want to stay on the air because I'm having a total blast doing this, guys. Brandon's Buzz, coming to an end, Wednesday night, signing off. Tomorrow night, Mayim Bialik, Thursday night, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Come on back. <laughs>